Hey guys, welcome to Creative Entrepreneurship. Today we have an amazing guest. Remember that Creative Entrepreneurship is a podcast dedicated to helping other entrepreneurs build their business based on the successes and failures of other entrepreneurs. And today we have an amazing guest. We have Jim Landers from Landers Photography School. He has a stream, a live stream on Facebook, and uh, it comes out every Monday at noon on Facebook. It's also a broadcast to uh, several other Facebook groups like San Antonio Photography, and it's also located in uh, on a YouTube page called ProLab. Uh, he's been doing photography and teaching photography for 24 years. Please help me welcome Jim Landers. How are you doing today? I am great, Abel. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing outstanding. I'm so glad that you're on the show because I watch your stuff all the time, and you provide the most amazing uh, information and it, and really, it's just crucial in understanding how to profit from your photography business. But it, I I just really want to understand who you are as a person, who you are, what you do, and how you help your customers. I guess I let's start at the beginning. Back when I was uh, my first interest in photography came at just six years old. Uh, it was uh, hit or miss at, at, at the beginning. Sometimes I was interested in that. Sometimes I was interested in in archaeology or something else. But it um, when I, I went to high school, I did take photography classes there. And uh, going into college, I was thinking that photography probably would be a way that I'd like to go. But I didn't really know anything, and I didn't really see a whole lot of information out there about photography as an option in, in college. And so I went to UTSA uh, in the late 80s. And they had a photography program, sort of, but there were too few spaces available. So I really didn't get into it. Um, and then I wound up my, my sophomore year at Sam Houston State University, which is the, the school I graduated from, with a degree in photography. And so um, uh, previous to that, I had photographed one wedding and I did a little bit of photography stuff here and there. But after graduating in 1991, I became a full time photographer and have have done just that as my my income source. The first few years I did work with other photographers, uh, four or five different photographers during that time period and uh, opened up Landers Photography in 1995. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you're starting off a photography business, some sometimes things go really well, and some things are sometimes are a little on the slow side. Yeah. Uh, and I had to have, uh, I had to have things to support my photography habit because it was not a income producer yet. Uh, and so I did other things, but I chose things that I felt would help me. Mm -hmm. So in 1996. Um, I got a part-time job as a salesperson at an internet service provider, again, to support my photography habit. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I chose the internet service provider because I felt like, well, everything's going online. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was slow to get online. I realized later that was silliness, but I thought I was slow to get online. Uh, and so I'd, I learned everything I could learn while I was there. I went to the IT department and asked questions. I went to the web design department and, and I spent a ton of time there and asked questions. Mm -hmm. I talked to the sales um, uh, managers and other salespeople. I would talk to, I spent time with the CEO. I just really wanted to immerse myself in what's this new stuff and, and how is this going to, you know, how's this going to affect me as a, as a photographer? And so uh, in that same year, 96, I, I got LandersPhotography.com and uh, one other uh, domain and uh, started putting my website together. And between 96 and 99, if you were to do a search at that point in time, because I spent time with the IT guys and the web guys. So not only did I have a 
okay looking website for the time it was good looking today it would be not so great <laughs> um but i uh, was able to learn seo search engine optimization mm -hmm. and out if you were to go do a, a search mm -hmm. on yahoo or google or any of the others at that point google is i think came right at the end of that time period but uh, if you were to do a search out of the top 10 because that's how it would show it then it would just show 10 there weren't paid spaces and if they were they were over on the side it would just be the organic mm -hmm. uh, of the top 10 seven would be me because i knew how to do seo and yeah. nobody else did yeah, no yeah. i didn't call it that that because i had no idea what it was called i just i just thought it was you know using the uh, learning and using what you learned and so this caused something super cool to happen for those photographers that have been around a while uh, you know that kodak was the top at one point, and this was the, the 90s, uh, up until the early 2000s, there was nothing higher than Kodak. Kodak was number one. I mean, you'd take all the other companies, merge them together, and you'd have about the amount of money that Kodak was bringing in. Yeah. Kodak was huge. If Kodak noticed you, it was huge. Well, <laughs> Kodak noticed me. Um, the, the There's, well, a little bit more to that story. There is uh, a couple who was in London. Actually, they were south of, they were in, they were, let's just say the UK. Uh, and they wanted to have a wedding in San Antonio. They thought Texas was fantastic. They wanted to have all things Texas decorating for their home. By the way, they got Texas and Southwest confused, but that's for another story. Uh, but they, um, they wanted to get married here in San Antonio. So they did 100% of their wedding planning in 1999 online which in 99 was something that nobody was doing. Occasionally you do some research online, of course, but 100% of your wedding planning online in 99, Kodak heard about this, thought this was the coolest thing ever, dubbed it the transatlantic wedding. They found me online because, well, I mean, I'm seven of the top 10. Mm -hmm. And we, we photographed their wedding. And so this was fantastic. Awesome. And it would, it would have been even more fantastic if they to use those images here in the U.S. They used them everywhere but the U.S. But their new films at that time was called Portra, P-O-R-T-A, mm -hmm. Portra, P-O-R-T-R-A, Portra. And they used our work, both, it was both myself and my wife. We, they used our work to advertise their films that was fantastic. Oh, man, that's amazing. I mean, you think about uh, w when I started back in 99 and I was using uh, film and how things have just evolved. It's crazy the way that now we take photos and it's everything's digital. And I remember trying to digitize everything so that I can manipulate it in, in Adobe Photoshop and then, you know, going to the dark room and putting everything together uh, and, and, you know, presenting that to the to the customers as a black and whites and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, things have changed so much. Uh, you, you know, you talked a little bit about in the beginning how you were trying to find yourself and, and, and understanding who you are as a person and, and really delving into who you are, what you can do, and how you can do it. And you talk about how, you know, SEO is important in building your business. I know that, like, a lot of times right now, especially for photographers, I'll go to a, a specific photographer's website and I'll find a lot of the same session in the same sequence and I'll see, you know, whether or not they're amateur, whether or not they're professional. And there's just, it's, there's a saturation of photographers right now. There's just a bunch of photographers, but that's not to say that you can't be up to par in a short period of time. When you go to school, like 
what you offer, it, it just propels somebody, you know, to, to become the better photographer and stand out from other photographers. Because if you are competing with people with iPhones, then you're not really, you know, doing, doing your photography business justice. And so if you, if you're able to separate yourself from other photographers in a, in a way that's, you know, unique or in your niche, then, uh, you have more of that opportunity to, to, uh, I guess, be in the SEO range where, uh, you know, you have that niche and then you're on Google, people are searching for specific keywords that will land you that job. And, or, you know, you can always pay people to do it too. So, but, but, uh, you know, if you have a specific niche, then you can go and and tackle that particular market. Um, what would you say? And, uh, you know, let's just say I'm starting out, I'm a nascent photographer. I'm, I'm new to photography. I have, I have what I tell photographers or potential photographers to do. And I would like to know what you advise new photographers to do to start their business? Well, that's a great question. And you brought up a bunch of really good points. Um, and one of those is it feels like there's a lot of photographers out there, especially once you maybe not so much the, the when you first have the thought. But once you start doing some research, you realize, man, they are everywhere. It's kind of like when you you buy a new car, it seems like there's more of that car around than you ever thought there was. But with photography, we we often will come to this at least temporary conclusion that the uh, the market is saturated, that there's there's a ton of them out there. Well, the fact is there are a ton of them out there, but the majority of them never learn the business side. And so they're really poor competitors. It is really easy to lift you, to uplift yourself above those who haven't done their research and haven't done their due diligence and done their numbers on the business side. And so you mentioned that it's you can move up quickly. You can absolutely move up quickly, really quickly, if you're doing things right, if you study the business side. Now, obviously, the photography side is important. You can't have bad work. You can't have subpar work. You can have very average work and make all kinds of money in this business. Uh It is about the marketing. It's about the knowledge. It's about the business side. And so we need to research that, the the business side, spend time with the business side. Yes, there's a lot of YouTube videos. That's one way to learn. Spending time with other photographers. Now, choosing the right photographers is important. Same thing with internships and apprenticeships. I absolutely recommend these kind of things, but make sure they're with people who are successful in this business. And surface level success is not success. This is something that is uh, um, that, that they have. They know their numbers. For instance, if someone's charging seventy-five dollars for a photography session, they're losing money on the job. They just don't know it. Uh, and even the two hundred-dollar photographers, the majority of them are losing money on the job every single time. They just don't know it. They haven't done their numbers. Now, I say most of them because it is possible if you have a high enough volume to have numbers that low. I mean, think about something like a school photographer. They have prices that are 35, 45, 55, 75, 80. If the high volume photographers are charging that kind of money, then the low volume photographers that just have one or two or three or five a week, obviously they can't be charging the same amount as, as, as high volume photographers. It doesn't make any mathematical sense. So we've got to do our numbers. We start off by knowing what we want as an end result. We start off by defining who we are as humans. What do we want? What do we value? If we've got kids, do we want to put them through college? Do we want to have money set aside for retirement? Do we want to have a vacation or two or three every single year? 
How many hours do you want to work every week? Do you want to take a August off because it's too darn hot? Whatever it is that you want to do, define it in the beginning before you've done all this other stuff mm -hmm. to make sure that this, this passion that you have for photography is a viable tool to help you reach what it is that you want. Bigger house, a car every few years, a vacation home, whatever it is that you want, write it down and then timeline it. Mm -hmm. Put it all out in when you want it. When do you need this money by? That way we can define how much money we need to make and when we need to make it by. In other words, it's like planning a trip. If you were just going from the outskirts of town to downtown, mm -hmm. if you're just going from point A to point B, you would define what path you were going to take. You'd probably pull up GPS and have it define the path you were going to take. And along that path, you may see several things that you like that are good. Let's say you like uh, coffee and you see a, your favorite coffee spot and you could go and get some if you've got the time. Yeah. But because you've defined the time, you may not be able to get to point B if you were to stop. So therefore, what you have done for yourself is not define the difference between good and bad. You've gone a step further and you've, you've defined the difference between good and right. When you've defined the difference between good and right, you've given yourself the potential to reach the success you deserve. Mm -hmm. Man, that makes, that makes sense because, you know, when you're starting out, there's this, I think there's this tendency to want to um, undercut or try to go really low. And I think in the beginning that might be okay because you're not very sure about yourself. You're not very understanding. Uh, they don't, you don't really understand where you, where you fall with other photographers. Uh, and if you're, if you're starting out, you know, you could be like, okay, I'll charge you this. Just understand that I'm just starting out. I'm learning. So we're going to learn together. And as I grow, you can grow with me or, uh, you, you know, you look at that. But once I start, I, I found out that I figured that I was up to par and I was able to uh, uh, really separate myself. And as soon as I raised my prices, as soon as my the, the price of, 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 the, of the, my time and my knowledge increased, everything just skyrocketed. And I was just like, yes. whoa, what the heck just happened? And then yep. all of a sudden I was getting more clients. People mm -hmm. were more respectful, you know, of, of understanding that like, and in a way I would explain a little bit, you know, just to help them understand that photography is a tough, I mean, it's tough. There's a lot of work involved. It's not just, you know, snapping a shutter. And then all of a sudden you have this great photograph. You have to do a lot of stuff in your mind as you're doing your shoot and figure out certain ways. You got to get creative. You look at, you know, uh, backdrops and you look at different areas and the lighting. And so, when you when you approach this to or propose it to a customer, I don't explain all that all the time, but there's times where I, I, I give them a little bit more information than they probably need uh, just to give them a, a good understanding of uh, what is involved with the photography itself. You know, do you use a proprietary methodology that, you know, helps catapult your your photography to a next level uh, and show that the, the I mean, it's not unique. You know, photography is not unique. You can learn certain techniques and and in, in, uh, incorporate those into your into your photography so that it you stand out. Um, but it's not something that's like uh, you know. And I say proprietary, but I say it to 
proprietary for your business specifically and, and the way you approach a certain uh, session, you know, uh, the way you do your, your headshots or the way you do your portraits or outdoor, indoor, whatever. And so when you look at the type of photography that you're doing and the, the methods that you're utilizing, is that unique to you? Yes, obviously, because it's your formula. It's the way you look at things, the way you, um, the way you shoot your photographs, and how does that separate you from other fo- photographers out there? And so it's, I think it's really important, if, even if you are flexible enough to incorporate other techniques, just as long as you know that there are other photographers out there that are just shooting, you know, either natural light, off-camera flash, whatever the case may be. And there is that niche. There are people who want just natural light, and there are people who want off-camera flash. And, you know, so depending on how you want to approach it will kind of determine how you you shoot your photographs and how much work you want to put into it and how you adjust your prices accordingly. But as soon as we changed our prices, I noticed a big difference in how, how much profit we were bringing in. Not only that, but also I think you need to assess uh, which service is most profitable and how you utilize your time based on that service. Because if you're doing a wedding, and, you know, at $4,500 a, a, a wedding, and it's taking you more time to call those photographs or edit those photographs or deliver those photographs than it would if you just had five uh, uh, you know, headshots and those were more profitable, then I would, you know, focus on that. But it, that's just, that's, that's, that's just a little technique, you know, but, uh, what successes have you seen, uh, with, with other photographers that, uh, you know, you've, you've educated on, on building their business? A lot of good stuff in there, Abel. Um, <sighs> And before I get to that, I, I want to comment on uh, the uh, the fact that you raised your prices once you became comfortable. I, I totally agree. Um, when you're beginning out, um, do things for free uh, for your friends, for uh, a company that's that uh, that you enjoy going to a restaurant or something. Just just to get a feel for different types of photography to to hone in on the thing that you thoroughly enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. And so I absolutely recommend that kind of thing. And when you do raise your prices, what you you said that things started um, really becoming serious at that point. Mm-hmm. This is a common thing that I hear and something that I experienced myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had the low prices, I attracted people because I had low prices too. I think everybody starts off that way who hasn't really studied the business side. My, my photography school was wonderful. My teachers were wonderful. They didn't say a word about business. So they weren't wonderful in that category, but I didn't know any better then. And I started off with low prices. Um, And this is a story I tell often. There were 33 in my graduating class. Within five years, I was the last person left. And I think it was because the teachers didn't know the business side, so therefore they couldn't teach the business side. They were wonderful people, just didn't know the business side. But when I raised my prices, I started getting a different type of client. The low price to begin with brought in people who complained a lot. Now I accommodated everything because that's what we do. We care. We're loving, caring, wonderful people. We want our client, no matter who they are, whether they're free or whether they're $10,000, we want them thrilled with our work. That's what we aspire to. That's what we are attempting to do. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter the amount that we're, we're charging. We want to do a good job every single time, but we would attract, I would attract landers photography would attract people who were complainers. Hmm. 
Not every single person was, but we got a lot more complainers with low prices than we did with our prices that caused us to be profitable. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'll give you one quick example. When I decided in 2013 that weddings were taking me too long and were not, pro- by the way, weddings are nowhere near as profitable as portraits. And you, you hinted on that one. <laughs> um, so uh, when we decided in 2013, we were no longer going to be taking on weddings. We raised our price to $12,000, thinking that no one would hire us. And if they did, we'd be thrilled to take on the job. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually end the end the wedding business until 2015 when we had to put a stop to it because it didn't stop things. It increased them. People think that they need to ro- lower your price. Why would you race to the bottom? Why, why does this philosophy make sense? Mm-hmm. I understand how it does make sense, but I also know it doesn't work. I want you to do as photographers, who are want, who wanting to be profitable, like my portrait profit show they do every Monday. I want you to make a living doing this. I want you to be happy doing this. I want you to buy a new car every few years, to have a house of your dreams. I want this for you and you want this for you. You can't get that. It's not possible if you're lowering your prices. You've made it impossible to reach your goals. So therefore you have to have prices that cause you to reach your goals. So therefore you've got to define your goals so you know what prices to have. So yeah, that's part of it. In comparison to other photographers that you mentioned, who cares what everybody else is doing? Who cares what their prices are? Who cares what they're doing? It's curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm curious too. And yes, I do look at lots of other photographers. In fact, on my own since 1991, I have visited with over 500 photographers, not part of Landers Photography School in the classes that I teach. This is just visits, talking to, learning from other photographers. It's what I do. And every single week on Tuesday, I take a photographer to lunch. I buy called lunch with landers every single week i take someone to lunch i want to know who they are i want to hear what it is that they're doing what their philosophies are why they're doing the things that they do so comparison is is it doesn't work we need to find out who we are and head that direction only there's too many good things we need to find what's right for us mm-hmm. and so Um, And you mentioned what types of successes are are people reaching? Well, they're reaching their successes first by defining who they are and what they want to do, planning a path to get there. Hmm. And then getting on that path with the appropriate amount of determination and passion and, and tweaking as they go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, everything is uh, pivoting and understanding which, you know, if you're going in a certain direction and you've already identified that this is where I want to go, sometimes it's not the right, not so much the direction, but, you know, to get to that direction or get to that end game, you know, you have to pivot back and forth and to understand, you know, like this isn't working, this is working, this is working. I mean, and you, if you really sit down and evaluate not just what's important to you, because maybe, you know, maybe weddings are important to you and, you know, you want to do, that's specifically what you want to do. Well, measure that, measure that, uh, that session, you know, measure how that is, falls into your overall goal with making money through photography. Because if you, I mean, if you're, if you're doing it and you're just not profiting from it, you start to fall under that, uh, um, I guess under that category of, you know, you're just doing it just because, because if once it starts to get, uh, I guess, 
how do you word this? It's a, if once you start to do your your photography, you want it to really corroborate, really, you know, go into your um, your true passion of photography and, and get that uh, that financial backing that it needs in order to be to be prolific in photography because. If you look at, uh, you know, other services that you provide and they're profiting, you're profiting a lot more, you might have to pivot. You might have to go in a different direction. Just, you know, the way it, it's just the way it is. And it's like that with any kind of business and whether or not you're doing photography or you're doing car- carpet cleaning, you know, or whatever. You, you, you got to look yeah. at this from, from an outside perspective and check to see what's profitable for you. And if not, just raise your prices and, and see how $12,000 for a wedding, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, you know, with all this inflation that's going on, uh, you know, we're having to raise our prices regardless because everything is yes. more expensive. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully, you know, things taper off and, and we start, you know, working our way. But in my experience, when stuff goes up, it doesn't really come down. <laughs> Once it's up, yeah, that, we're that's, making that that's money true. or somebody's making that money and then it, yeah. it doesn't really come down. And that happened in Germany mm-hmm. when I was there. Things went up and they stayed up. They didn't go anywhere. Um, but, yeah, so tell me a little bit more about how you... Uh, and and I, we talked about not being, not comparing ourselves with other photographers, but when I look at it like that, I think you need some sort of, um, you need to evaluate yourself. And I think looking at other photographers is a good way to gauge how you perform versus them. And I understand what you're saying as far as not comparing yourself with the way that, uh, you know, you see yourself as a photographer, but I think, you know, understanding your competition is a good way for you to really evaluate where you stand and how you're positioned in the market yourself, you know, because if you look at your, your position in the market and you, you say like, um, you know, I started out, I think I, I, I started out when Daniel Grove started, uh, you know, when, or at least one of least, my students. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, uh Danny Bautista. <laughs> he's a great guy. I like Danny it. Bautista. In fact, now he teaches some of the class, some of my classes for me. Cause he's that good. Yeah. I love had him on the show. Uh, Danny Bautista, he's doing amazing work, yep. you know, good guy. um, there's, there's a bunch of guys out there that, that when I started, I really kind of went in kind of the same time where the, you could see. And they just catapulted. I mean, they're just like, yeah. they got on a diving board and then just went full force. Don't you and, love seeing that? <laughs> uh, it's crazy because if you're stagnant and you, you let yourself just be yeah. uh, stagnant in this, the people are going to surpass you. And so you, nah. you can either use them as a motivation to keep going and pushing yourself mm-hmm. harder uh, and, and getting on that grind and really, really, you know, honing in on your on your craft and just doing great work. Or you could just sit back and say, you know what, I'm just going to start a photography business and I'm just going to let people come to me. But that's not the business side. You really have to really focus on, yeah. on, on just persevering and getting and moving forward because if you're stagnant, honestly, people are just going to pass you by and you're going to fall under yeah. that category of subpar. You're right. Yeah. Daniel's yeah, great the, too, by the way. I, I love Daniel. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he teaches my... Uh, uh, Lightroom classes and my uh, Photoshop classes. Oh, that's amazing! So I've I've got seven teachers, uh, and he's he's one of them. And he's he's got a, a good, uh, he's got a lot of energy, and so they sometimes have to slow him down because he just wants to go go go. And it's really exciting to hear him speak, and it's yeah. uplifting to hear him speak, uh, to hear him teach. 
um, but it, every time the students are like, we, we like what you're saying, but we can't keep up. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> and he does slow down. He's, he know, he's, he's aware that he's, he gets excited about, it. but you want your, your, the people you're looking to, you're looking up to, you want them to be excited and passionate about what they're doing. This is this. Uh, so hopefully I didn't, that didn't come across as a negative in any way. This is a positive. This is fantastic. Uh, and uh, seeing that kind of thing in, in others. And when they, you see them lifting other people up, yeah, sure. um, but as far as comparison, it's a curiosity. And your 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 goal it sometimes may be to one up or ten up someone else. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. Um, but as far as you and your direction, it isn't part of it, yeah. especially when it comes to pricing, because the majority of photographers. I, I have a, a pricing a, a free class that I do for anyone. It's a private class. It takes thirty minutes. Um, and uh, this is just anyone who, who asks, I'll put them on the schedule and I'll give them thirty minutes to help them with their price list. Um, Nineteen out of twenty, and we've done. Uh, 430 of these sessions so far, 19 out of 20, the ratio is 19 out of 20, have a price that's so low that they're actually losing money. Most photographers have a price that causes them to lose, not just break even, but lose money. And they're totally unaware because they don't understand the business side. Is this a formula that you have? It is. Mm-hmm. Can you say yeah. it real quick? Well, it's it's long, and I have to ask them a series of questions. It takes me about twenty minutes to ask the questions, oh, gotcha. and based on the questions, I fill in the answers. And I have it's it's an Excel sheet. Uh, it it as I'm asking those questions, I, I find out the answers. I tell I, um, I put those in, and then it comes to the different conclusions. In fact, there's there's eight out of the four pieces of main pieces of information I need. There's eight pieces of information that are totally new to them. Like what is their hourly rate? I can tell them what their hourly rate is, what their, this may sound surface level, um, but as far as math and business is concerned, I can tell, tell them how much they're worth per hour. That makes sense. I made a very specific number, like, you know, $238, whatever. I mean, I'm throwing that number out there, uh-huh. but I can be very specific with the number that they are worth. Now, this is the, the way I do this is every hour they work they are worth X number of dollars per hour. And the reason why they're worth that number of of, uh, dollars per hour is because this is the number that causes them to reach their goals. Any number less than that, they'll never reach their goals. And it's, it's math. It's simple math. It takes, like I said, it takes about 20 minutes to to come to that conclusion. And then we discuss it for about 10 minutes. Um, But uh, that's why, that's why it's a 30 minute session. For sure. But yeah, this, this uh, to me, it's an, uh, or to everyone who's done this, it's a total eye opener. They had no clue to, to some, it was, it was a negative because mm. they thought, no, it's impossible. I would never be able to charge prices like that. By the way, photographers don't generally charge by the hour, but you as a business person need to know how much you're worth per hour mm-hmm. so that you put systems into place that cause that number to happen. Yes. So most of the time we're not sure. Char- I mean, there's some event photographers that charge by the hour, but even then it should be just a a number that you're giving them. It is, it is partially based in, in uh, the amount of hours you're working, but it's also uh, it's being seen, but it's also the behind the scenes because generally speaking, a photographer spends a lot more time behind the scenes than they do being seen for, for a wedding, for instance, on on average, it takes about 74 hours to photograph a wedding. Now that's a photographer that's been doing it for a while. The newer photographers wouldn't even know what to do with that much time. It's because they haven't learned what they don't know yet. Correct. Of course, you can't know what you don't know yet. So you can't spend time doing the things you don't know yet. As you grow and you become better, you start adding these things in because you care about your client and you want to do the best possible job for them, which means it takes more 
time. That's why the photographers have been doing it a long time, charge more money because they're putting more into it that the new photographers are totally unaware of. They're not cutting corners, at least not on purpose, because mm. they wouldn't do that to their, their clients. But compared to the, the process of the photographer that's been doing it a long time, that new photographer is cutting all kinds of corners. But again, the new photographer doesn't know it. So yeah. therefore, they're not cutting corners. That's not their intention. They're good people. They want to do it right. Yeah. They just don't know what they don't know yet. Yeah. And that's why they need to take classes instead of running off and doing it on their own. Uh, they need to they need to have a more um, formalized education or intern with other photographers and, yeah. and actually spend time with, with people who have done it before, not just one but multiple in turn with five different photographers, if not more. Yeah. And I, you know, as a photographer, you, I want to help as many people as possible. I think, mm -hmm. I think a lot of photographers are reluctant for some reason, and I don't know why, but there's this like, uh, there's this thing going around and, and people will put the, the information out there, of course, you know, and whatever, for whatever reason they have either to sell their, you know, their, their, instructional videos or get more organic uh, hits or whatever the case may be. But I've noticed that when you, especially when I was starting out, like when you contact a photographer specifically, like, Hey, is it all right if I shadow you? Is I, I never got responses. I never got anybody who was like willing to just take me under their wing and be that person to explain things to me. Yeah, you can do it $350 an hour or $350 per session, uh, or, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, if I really wanted to learn from this specific photographer, then yes, I'll pay for it, which I had done in the past. And, but I don't charge. And, and maybe that's just me, but I don't charge. When, when somebody approaches me and says, hey, is it all right if I shadow you? Is it all right if I learn from you? I'm all about it. For one, it's another body for me to, uh, you know, to help me in my, in my sessions. But uh, I had a young man uh, just recently he, he had shadowed me for about a week or so. And I looked at his befores. And then I looked at his afters. Within that week, he completely changed the way he, I mean, he learned so much. And I'm not saying that I'm like the best instructor. <laughs> but just from what he learned just from me alone, his photography took a whole new level. In fact, I was almost uh, like, this stuff is pro, dude. I mean, you, you, yeah. can, you can charge for your photography. And I said, if you're not getting, you're not charging right now, you know, you need to, you need to start right now because what you're doing is already, uh, you know, it, it's at a pro level for sure. Sure. He got some, you know, uh, some good luck and he had some overcast days and there was no direct sunlight and stuff like that. But still, you know, maybe he took that into account and he understood, you know, how the lighting works, but he, uh, I took him under my wing for about, uh, actually it was about two weeks. And um, he just kept asking questions and understanding, you know, trying to understand how to approach certain things. And when you go into a, a, a certain uh, session, you know, what is the first thing you look at? You know, do you identify the lights? And just a bunch of different questions. And so I was able to answer these questions for That's him. That's great. And he just completely, in two weeks, it took me, I don't know, years to really hone in on the type of photography that I wanted to do. And then he just, in two weeks, if you are able, and this is what I tell all photographers, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I oftentimes get aspiring photographers and they say, hey, well, I don't have a lot of money. Uh, I don't have any equipment. And frankly, I don't even know how to take photos, but I know I want to be a photographer. Yes. And I said, I usually tell them, I said, well, you have one thing that a lot of people have right now, and that's a phone. That's a cell phone, and you have internet. 
So call a bunch of photographers, ask them to negotiate a price that's less than what you would norm- they would normally charge a regular f- a customer, and start getting the customers, putting them together, and ask the photographer whether or not you can shadow them while they're doing their photography. If you can incorporate those two things, then you're going to start making money. I think the best thing for these photographers or aspiring photographers is when they're on the phone and they're hustling and they're making those calls to potential customers, they're inadvertently finding the market and finding their niche and understanding where the market is going. So even before you even get into the photography business, you're understanding which direction you're going to want to go. Why? Because you've already talked to the customer, you talked to the photographer, and you're building a business by making money from other photographers. Now, is that a, a viable way of doing it? I don't know. Could be. You know, it could be something that you could just do on the... I mean, a lot of companies do that already. You got Thumbtack, you got companies starting out with, you know, where they're getting the customer and the photographer and they're putting them together and they're making money. So why not you, right? And that's just a way for you to get into the business without making a, a big upfront cost on your end. Well, yeah, time, you got you got to put forth your time. That time is money. But still, you're given the opportunity to understand where the market is going. You're learning from the photographer. You're making money to buy your equipment. And then eventually you can just, uh, you know, do away with the other photographers and do them yourself. But that's just one way in which I help other photographers build their business with no money. And in, in and that's fantastic that you're doing that. And I, I appreciate that you do that. And I know of, of many that do that. Um, but you, you, you made a, a, a comment and it's, it, there's, there's some truth in it. And I think it deserves some more discussion. And that's that when you were starting, you reached out to some other photographers and, and had uh, little, if any response. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's, there's several reasons for that. For, for one, you may have come across a photographer who uh, didn't really understand what it was you were asking for. I and was too busy, was getting so many emails that they didn't even read it. Uh, maybe it went to their spam folder. There's all kinds of reasons. Um, and so, uh, you know, I do recommend following up um, because if, if someone sees that you're serious, they're more likely to want to work with you because a lot of us photographers, at least those who um, are visible on social media, get a lot of requests. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, because of that number, we kind of in our head mentally reduce the number by not responding immediately. Now, this may be conscious or, or, or subconscious, but I think we, we don't necessarily always respond immediately because we get too many and we don't know how serious they are. And we don't have time if they're just a looky-loo, just you know, going to waste our time with something. We want people, we want to help people. We, we photographers are wonderful, caring people. We want to uplift and help other photographers. So therefore, if we see that they're serious, this causes us to get excited and want to help. But that's one part. The another part is a lot of photographers have never had any formal education whatsoever. So therefore they feel unqualified to share with other photographers. That's that imposter syndrome that, you, yeah, that we that hear about sense. lately um, uh, where, where we feel, man, they're going to find out that I don't know my stuff and I don't want mm-hmm. people to know that. And so therefore they're avoiding that. Now I believe they have a lot to share For sure. because if you're doing this and you're in and, and your at some level of success, you have something to share and you should be sharing it and you become better yourself. I guarantee you, Abel, you have become a better person, a better photographer, a better business person because of this time that you have gifted to these aspiring photographers or, or people who are starting their career. You are a better man, a better human, a better photographer, a better business person for it. And so it is win-win. You're helping that other person. You're helping you. It is in anything. It, you, I know you would agree with this. Mm-hmm. Everything that we enter into 
we should enter into it with a win-win attitude where I win and they win. And maybe if you can make a third win, I love, I love alliances and, and partnerships where you're working with a third party where we've got three or more wins, the more wins you can, uh, you can throw into the mix, the better it is for everybody, the more you're known for what it is that you do. Oh man, there's so many good things, but um, <laughs> I do recommend if you, if you feel that it's valuable to spend time with other photographers, this is for the photographers, not for you and me, but um, for those photographers who feel it's valuable to spend time with other photographers, which I think Abel and I would agree, you should be doing that kind of thing. Sure. It is valuable. But if you are in agreement, don't give up. Mm. It may be the second or third or fifth but it's the same thing with business clients, with your with your portrait clients, with your business, whatever type of, of niche you have. Generally speaking, the very first call doesn't result in getting credit card information. It, it takes a couple of calls of back and forth, uh, a little bit of discussion, maybe some emails back and forth, maybe some phone calls. It normally doesn't happen the first time around, does it? Of course it does. It, it happens. But usually there's some back and forth. There's some, some questions. I've got to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, if you give up and you don't follow up, you're missing out on a lot of business. Same thing with photographers. Keep on reaching out to those photographers. They will eventually get back to you. And if they don't get back to you within five times, well, then move on to the next one. Actually, don't, don't wait. Just reach out because you want to get the points of view of lots of different photographers. They all have lots to share, even if they don't realize it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I was telling you before, you know, just you incorporate other techniques and a bunch of different techniques that uh, that ultimately become your own. And, you know, you learn to walk, your parents teach you to learn to walk. And eventually, you know, you learn the techniques that will help you walk on your own. And then eventually, yeah. you know, raising your prices, you start to run. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, try to get that. But we're getting close to the end of the podcast. Honestly, I could talk to you all day long and we're getting close to the end of the podcast, I but I usually like to ask my guests if they have any words of wisdom or some rules that they live by. Do you have any of those? Yeah, I, 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 I've got lots of that stuff. My wife calls them gymisms. Nice. <laughs> but I want, I'd like to leave you with, there, there's four things. They want to leave you with. They're, they're quick. Um, but these are the four steps to reach your goals. I mentioned them to you earlier. I want to mention to you one more time. Number one is determine your destination. No matter what it is you're doing, but we're talking about specifically your business, determine your destination. Mm -hmm. Number two, plan your path to get to the destination. Number three, get on that path with passion, dedication, and an appropriate amount of stubbornness. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have people that doubt what it is you're doing. Yeah. You've got to stay focused on your on your goals. And number four, adjust as needed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said you said exactly what my my philosophy is: is figure out who you are, what you're going to do, and how you're going to how you're going to get there. Because, you know, I think the the journey through life, understanding you who you are as a person, really figuring out who you are as a person, and what you really want to do, your passion. Because if you're stuck in a job that's, it's, you know, you're just miserable, you're going to find yourself just miserable for the majority of your life. Since we work the majority of our lives, you know, and just figure out how you're going to get there. You know, understand that there's there's uh, certain things that you want to, that you need to do to get to that goal and just work your way backwards and then find it and then, and then go and just start and do. So um, 
that's that's it's almost in line with you know it's different wording but it's it's right in line with uh with my philosophy yeah. there um how can our listeners i like you abel you're fantastic <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> how can our listeners get a hold of you uh via uh, website landersphotographyschool.com landersphotoschool.com landersphotoschool.com jim at landersphotoschool.com or uh, feel free to reach out via text or uh, phone 210-663-0558. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you go, Jim Landers. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. You're an inspiration to me and our listeners. And I'm so glad, so glad to have had you on the show today. I'm thrilled to be here with you, Abel. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Awesome. awesome. You rock. Thank you so much. But there you go, guys. Jim Landers, with a pleasure having him on the show today. Be sure and check out all of his information. It's going to be in the show notes. Also, check out creativeentrepreneurship.net, creativeentrepreneurship.net. Be sure and check out tcepodcast.net, where we have all of our social media, and you can subscribe to all of the information there. Check that out as well. And until next week, keep on keeping on. Thank you, guys. <laughs>